Hobby where you just actually having some clean fun. Doing something to kind of stimulate your own life or your own mind or whatever the case may be. And and, and do things that make you feel good. And you know, I I recently we went and did overhaul at the um overhaul at the liquidation place, uh, wholesale liquidation. And we went to another kind of liquidation place. And we was waiting for the lady to come. You know, we go in. I um, didn't kind of, I'd seen some stuff that I liked, and I seen some stuff that I didn't like, and I seen some stuff that I really was interested in, and some stuff I really wasn't interested in. But needless to say, while at this place, right, um, we're here at this place just, you know, doing what we do. And she has this drone in the window, um, and I seen the drone before I, you know, actually ended up going there. And um, we're going inside before she actually opened up. And so because of that, I was like, hmm, interesting. I haven't had a drone since the little drones. And I was like, I wonder how much that drone is going to cost. It was a big drone too, y'all. I say big drone. It was a nice size drone. Uh, for a starter drone, it was a nice size drone. So I got the drone or whatever. And in the process of me getting the drone, um, I ended up literally, no lie, I ended up um, literally um, testing the drone out on the same day I got it. So that was yesterday, right? Day before yesterday. Um, for me, that would have been uh, the day before yesterday. So I get this drone, and um, and I'm flying, and I'm flying, and I'm flying. You know, I'm, I'm making my little whirls around the poles, and um, I'm identifying like, hey, you know, this is how I use it, piloting it, and, and you know, as a piloting in a man vehicle, piloting the drone and um, all of these things. And so as I'm piloting this drone, um, I realize that um, this drone, I lose driving power over it. I lose piloting power over it. And then all of a sudden, the drone gets away from me. And then I'm looking up in the trees, and the drone now has has um, literally gotten away from me. I mean, literally gotten away from me. And when I say gotten away from me, I no longer have the ability to drive this drone. I can't pull the drone back. I can't. Um, I can't get the drone to come back to me. Um, I lose all of my ability to. Um, pilot my vehicle. So as I lose all of my ability to pilot my vehicle, I'm like, oh shoot. This drone got away from me really fast. And I say really fast, I mean really, really fast. Meaning like I lost driving power, y'all. When I say driving power, I lost driving power. So before the drone, and and <laughs> tell y'all, I live really close. I live close to the interstate, so the interstate is not that far from my house. It's like a field over. And um, before I would allow the drone to fully, you know, take off and and fly over the field at over 380 feet in the air, um, and end up on the interstate, I landed it safely into a top of a tree. Um, Hopefully, I can recover it. I've been trying to recover it since yesterday. 
but hopefully I recover it. But let me tell you something. I love the little drone because I was able to get it. I was maneuvering. I was like, okay, I like this little thing here. But me being me, I took that drone up. And when I took it up, um, it went up to 380, 380 feet in the air. And when it went to 380 feet in the air, and I was looking like, oh, my God. And um, I thought about to myself, I was like, you know, this drone has went high. And, and it, I had control over it. And eventually it's like something took control over it. And I lost control of my drone. So I'm hoping that I, after because of the rain came, hopefully it was some wind. I don't know. I was knocked out of my office. But um, the drone hopefully is is actually down, and it's waterproof, so I'm good. Um, it's all closed up in the case, so it's waterproof and it's fine. But um, if I can't get it down, if it's not down out of the street today, when I check, I'm gonna get on my um, GR um, GMRS radio and see if any of the the people that are working on the construction can actually get it out, and knock it out of the tree for me. Hopefully, I can get it out of the tree. Yeah, it's in one of those trees. But anyway, that's my um my spew on that drone situation. And I'm like kinda like trying to figure out um even with that, like oh so yeah. Let's come on and talk about some stuff. Listen guys, everybody Listen, outcomes into positive energy. Listen, guys, good morning, good evening, afternoon, wherever you're in the world. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Listen, so I've been so busy, I've been slammed with doing a whole lot of stuff. Um I had to do a POA, uh, which was a bus, uh, because of the incompetence of the patient. Number two, I end up having to and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. So I end up um, also having to do some um, online notary registration stuff. I got to take a test to be able to notarize to all 50 states and plus United States territories. So I have to take my test. It's a 20 question test. I already took the class, so I have to take the test next. The next thing is, is this, and that is, let me tell you, I just got my LOI approved for school, which is my letter intent for dissertation, so I can start writing my chapters, such as doing my, my um, outline for my chapters and just kind of getting everything just scripted together. I have all of the, 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 um, I have literally have all of my sources already. Like I kept all of my, so I got sources, a whole source page. Like I have all my sources. So, and then when I go through and get all of my sources out of my, out of my LOI as well. So I'm glad about that. However, I'm like, you know, let's just, you know, get a break in here somewhere. And then I'm um, having a sale. I'm selling all of my soaps. All of my soaps are going for 30% off right now. I got to get rid of them because I'm, I do hair products, but as well as I do hair products, it's just soaps as well. But I need to get rid of them because um, I need to start batching flavors and doing large batches of flavors, meaning that I need to start making soaps that are... Um, that are very large batches um, for that's that's consistent with one flavor. So if I do a men's soap, and like I gave the example, I think it was jeans, um, where the soap is going to be brown and and blue, um, the symbolic symbolic for jeans, um, and and have it like a sandalwood or jeans scent, you know, something different, um, and do like a large batch. So that that'll be like. Um, 24 
um, travel bars. Um, there'll be 12 of the 24 regular bars. Um, then you have um, the medium-sized bars, wide bars, large bars, narrow bars, like the whole set of it. So the batch has to be really uh, large to extremely large, um, which is fine. I'm trying to get my, you know, stuff together. Just so I'm going to do, um, and oh, I'm sorry, I'm out the door and the dog is barking. One of them was barking anyway. But um, I am literally focusing on that while at the same time preparing to start big shampoo. Listen, there's a lot of stuff going on that I need to be trying to narrow out and figure out what it is that I want to do, which direction I want to go in. But it's going to work out. It's going to work out. But um, in more news, let's talk about this, this, this power of attorney I had to do for a notary. And if you're a notary, I need you to listen to me very carefully. Don't let people tell you that, oh, their mama um, joking and she playing and or their daddy joking and they playing. You have to do those assessments. You have to do those evaluations on um, these people before you go to getting signatures and all this stuff on, on, a, on a power attorney. Before you notarize a power attorney. They can fill out the paperwork all day long, but you can't notarize nothing. And number two, among the black culture, we need to understand what is when you do need the power attorney. If you already have control, if your name is on bank accounts, um, and you have access to withdraw, deposit, pay their bills and all of this stuff, and um, do all of these things, then you don't need a POA um, to pay bills. The only time you need a POA is when you're executing um, desired outcomes for their estate, um, executing financial things for their investments, and all these other things. Um, you only need a POA when you're doing something beyond what you have no authority to do unilaterally through like access to bank accounts, like financial records, like you already have if your name is on the bank account. All right, you got me? Now, the other thing is, is this, and I've learned my lesson, and it's a lesson learned. It's $100 that was just out of my time, um, which really doesn't, you know, at this point doesn't matter. I just know to never notarize for people, um, notarize for them ever again. And I tell people, listen, there's no you pay me later. There's no you pay me later at all. Um, because the minute I asphyxiate my stamp to anything, the minute I start filling out paperwork, um, the minute I start doing paperwork, you're paying me at that point, you're paying me for my time and my travel. And when I asphyxiate my stamp on it, you're paying me for, especially when I have to travel to you, you're paying me for my, you're paying me $10 for every time my stamp is signed. That's just, that's just Florida law. Um, that's just how that works. Um, but, Unfortunately, they lost the opportunity to access a notary that could actually be good for them in the community, but I'm not notarizing anything else for them. Especially when you don't want to pay your bills. I don't, I can't stand that. And then you avoid me because you don't want to pay your bills. And then I just see your old lady um, come to your house and, and you take her to the bank to get money. But you can't pay your, you can't pay what you owe. So of course you'll never get me to notarize anything else for you. No. I want to fix it. Yet nothing else for you until you pay all what you owe. And so, um, yeah, so I'm, I've learned like that. That was a lesson learned. Like you go, you, you know, you need to pay me my money. And so because they did pay me my money, 
I'm not, you know, somebody was like, you know, they need to pay your money. And I'm like, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Um, I just know that at this point, it's not even um, a care in the world about what, what it is that they need to do. How I see it is, is this, whether you pay me or not, you know, whatever, whatever you do is coming back to you. You'll see it again. It's coming back on you. I don't fight with people. But let's just talk about some stuff real quickly. Did y'all see how Jill Biden kissed Kamala Harris's husband? I was calling him husband. Kissed her, I mean, stuck his tongue, stuck her. I mean, they kissed him. That was a kiss. They had the people turning around clapping for them. And I'm pretty sure when they got back to that White House, that White House was, them White House walls was on fire. And the, the vice president residence was on fire, baby. Listen, that kiss right there was the kiss, like they said, the slap heard around the world. That was the kiss that was seen all around the world. Like, what is going on in the United States? Made me think it was having origins and threesomes going on, foursomes. Maybe that's why they got, uh, um, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Maybe, I don't know. I just know one thing. Listen, you go back and look through the history, there's a whole lot of kissing buttons in the president's office. It's a whole lot of vice presidents and presidents, former presidents, kissing on presidents, current presidents' wives. and There's a whole lot of kissing and affection going on, loving and hugging and rubbing on snuggling up together. I like to know what, what's going on behind them walls um, in, them, in them unclassified meetings. Because this something ain't right. Something we're not getting. Something we ain't privy to. Y'all know what I'm saying? Something we don't have access to. And so, um, one of the things that I am <laughs> noticing that is that people go, you know, people went and broadcasted live. I guess they're trying to make a statement. Leave these people alone. Y'all kiss who y'all want to kiss and don't tell. The difference between them and you is that theirs is public and yours is private. Leave the folks alone. So, in more news, we see the King's coronation is coming up, King Charles. And I think, alongside from everything, listen, I grew up in that era um, when Diana was popular. You know, I was, me, you know, me and Prince William are the same age, or, you know, bring Prince William or, 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 or Princess Catherine is the same age. We were about the same age. And so I grew up in that, that era with them and you know i was young when their mom died i was in elementary or something yeah i was in elementary because i remember i was in orlando and um we got i got we got woke up as kids and it was like um their mom died and i said where y'all got woke up as kids they know your business they know your business why why mommy woke us up and, and let us know the people died just they know your business because uh, then i'm getting into stuff that is beyond my own authority to talk about um, I have to lead that to the elders to do. All right? All right. But just so you know, um, they woke us up to, um, my um, stepmom woke us up, he woke us up to let us know uh, what was going on. And I remember as a little kid, I was shocked and ended up being there for her funeral and everything. And it was like, he was saying, he was wrong. And that was the first time I ever seen the queen bow to somebody. That was not like another dignitary. They just, you know, somebody that, you know, you know what I'm saying. But let me tell you something. They say, the people sure say in the, in the mirror or the UK something, that um, they say that Camilla and, um, and uh, what that girl named Catherine is having it out, child. 
They say they, they is having it out here. They say she is taking her through the river and the runners. Ooh, she is she is taking it. But I'm gonna tell you something. That right there, that woman man, that the that that girl that I'm gonna smoke them smoke them um some she smoked no cigarettes, she smoked a tailpipe. Cause she sounds just like a man. Let me tell you something. They ain't gonna they she gonna be the end of his reign. He gonna have a short reign because of her. I'm telling you, his popularity gonna drop. Um, William and Kate song gonna drop too. Sure is. We gonna at, at this particular time we gonna see who William really is. We gonna really see who Prince William really is, and he gonna get real clumsy. He gonna get real clumsy. When I say real clumsy, it's gonna be a lot of discrediting, a lot of shame and embarrassment that's gonna come. I'm telling y'all, I I kind of I got a feeling that this stuff right here. It's it's okay now. They're trying to pick up the pieces and trying to carry on because that like Harry's, you know, they're trying to say, "Oh, Harry," but see, Harry's trying to give y'all a warning as to what's really going on behind that bubble. And y'all be like, "Oh, he he throwing his family on 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 the bus to look Megan kill." And what what really bothers me, what really guys grinds my gears is this: every time I look around, there's always some privileged white lady. That's talking about Meghan Markle as if they know her. They got so much to say about her as if they are no, if they know her. If that's their best friend. My thing is this: Are y'all jealous or racist? Uh, are y'all that racist that y'all will, will y'all will go on and try to destroy this woman? Do you not know if there's billions of black people that are going for her? And then a lot of people like to say we in the um, especially Meghan Kelly. She love to say, um, love to say stuff like. Um, the Mer- we in America, we can't stand them. No, white America, your white America can't stand them. Just go ahead and tell the truth. You can't speak for everybody. Then, child, they got Megan McCain over her mouth and say something. Fatty Patty. Fatty Patty. Girl, go, go sit down somewhere. You ain't been popular since The View. Matter of fact, you ain't never been popular. It was your father that put you on the scene. Your father's name is why you're in that position, baby. You, you ain't did nothing newsworthy, and, and God knows since you came into this world and was announced at birth, that was your only newsworthy event. You ain't never been newsworthy popular. You just had a mouth. So all you had was a mouth, and it ain't get you nowhere. And the only thing about you is that the, the, I love it because they love to go and say, go to that father was another stuff and gather together a whole bunch of white people. Candace Owens said what she said, but Candace, Candace ain't black. She ain't. She got revitalized like Uncle Ruckus. She sure do. She got revitalized like Uncle Ruckus. And and so that that's the opposite of his cousin, Michael Jackson, got, that, that got uh, beat a Ligo. But he got revitalized like Uncle Ruckus. She that's what she has. And so the I don't Candace Owens is not is not um she's not considered um black. We she don't have a black card at all. Her color people card been took from her a long time. That's a that's a Jim Crow South A. You hear me? That's, she's an aide for Jim Crow South. And what is it? I ain't heard the little Jewish man have nothing to say either lately. But let me tell you something. I find it very interesting. Like Pierce Morgan. Why all of these white people have something to say about this one black woman because she has a royal title. And she comes from America. Why y'all ain't saying nothing about the other black princess? Why y'all ain't called her entitled? Why? It's because you didn't want her to be the the princess of your country. It's because you didn't like her. You didn't want her. But it ain't that ain't your bedroom. You don't tell people who to marry. You don't tell people who to be with. You don't. And and a lot of y'all are disgraced to humanity for the stuff that y'all say about her. And you know, you talk about 
you know, you making millions of pounds, other people just shut your mouth up and they call her a D-list celebrity. That girl ain't never been no D-list celebrity. That that's just how idiot how ignorant y'all are. She's not a D-list celebrity. She's a B-list celebrity. Thank you. There's a difference. So when you go to talking and saying stuff, that you know, I look at it just because you're white don't make you right. Sure don't. And I think it's real funny, but it ain't cute. Because a whole lot of white people got something to say about this girl, this woman. And um she has no, she has said nothing about them, nothing to them at all. And so y'all got a whole lot to say about her. But that's what you call in this if you want to define something, let me let me define something for you. Down here in the south where I live at, you consider because you you trash the people and you look up and you think you're better than somebody. We call you trailer park trash down here. Down here where I'm from, we, we call you trailer park trash, white trash. Because you have no business putting your mouth on people. And dog, if you're trying to dog somebody's name out because you have a platform, man, go kick dirt. Go kick dirt. Kick dirt. Just so you know, it's a billion of her color people on this earth, and it's only millions of your people. So let, 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 let's, uh, let's look at the numbers. You're in a minority. And before you go poking the bear at one of our own, you better leave her alone because she got more support than you could ever imagine because there's more people in this world that look just like her. Share her genetics. Than there are that share yours. So, so before y'all even think they be uh, uh, on the totem post, there, well, well, um, well uh, um, she, she, she's, she's privileged. She's not privileged. Y'all privileged, and you should. You really ain't privileged. You, everything you got, you stole. You have no homeland. You have no history. You're destructive. This, you, you just find a way to destroy everything you put your hands on. Just like we look at. Some other things, Tyree, the guy that just got killed by the five police officers, they should have threw them in jail. Throw them, I almost said something, but throw them in jail. Throw them all the way in jail. I can't say certain things, as y'all know, I monetize them. We can't say certain things, y'all be around here and penalize my, my stuff. But, but throw them in jail. I'm glad they, 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 they indicted them. But what frustrated me the most, how can we secure an indictment on these men so fast but Philando Castile's uh, murder is still out there. George Floyd murder took him forever to get, you know, he had to have a whole trial. Why, why we ain't grand jury him? The one that killed Breonna Taylor, why didn't get a grand jury and go ahead and, and, and indict them? Why? And I said this, white officers have more privilege than the black officers. You are a black officer in name only. That uniform don't mean nothing on your back, sir. Ma'am. It means nothing that if you go out here and commit the same atrocities as your white counterparts, you're going to be indicted much quicker than they will. Your black life don't matter behind that badge. I don't care if you're a fire, fire, fire department worker. Your black life don't matter. It don't. And what I'm learning is, is this is because we don't spend the time to invest into our own black people. Don't invest into our own task force, our own accountability for the police department, our own accountability for city municipalities. Listen, right here in the city of Alachua where I live at, they have votes coming up in April. It is February, March, April, two freaking months away. Ain't no boots on the ground. Ain't no rallies going on. 
Ain't no speeches going on. There is nothing, no canvassing, nothing going on. What y'all waiting for? Y'all better be glad I can't run. Y'all better be glad I can't run because I'll be out there knocking on those. Vote for me, honey. Vote for me. Vote, vote for me. Vote for me. Vote for me. Vote, vote for me. Go on the vote for me. Vote for me. Vote for me. And see, because when I get down now, I'm, I'm a, I'm a flare. If I was to ever be able to run for office in this city, ever secure a seat in office in this city, let me tell you something. The moment I take my seat in that chair in those meetings, I'm going to fight for everybody. My grandfather was a politician. My grandfather was the first black mayor and the first black commissioner of this town. My grandfather was a politician. He fought for everybody. Everybody. That's my mama's daddy. Fought for everybody. Fought for everybody. My family has been in politics for years. I have a grandfather that rose to the ranks higher than all of them. And is in the corners of histories of this country. My family legacy runs deep. Deep. And so when I look at a lot of things in the, politically and I look at stuff and see privilege and all that stuff, like, you know what, y'all suck. As a mixed individual in this country, mixed people don't stand a chance. So you either have, you either too much black or too little white or too much white or too little black. It's just too much. Like, for example, if I go down the chart of my DNA, I'm Trinidadian. I'm not only Trinidadian, I am Spanish, I'm Portuguese, I'm Asian, I'm Filipino, Thai, I'm Indonesian, Jewish. I can go down the whole ranks, Nigerian. I can go down the whole list, Moroccan, British, Irish, French, German. As a matter of fact, my family, Castilla and Leon, is the original of Castilla and Leon. That's what my family's name was. My Spanish surname of my family is the original Castiles and Castile and Leon, meaning Ferdinand. It was my grandfather. I have grandfathers that go all the way back to to Germany, and I'm related to a whole lot of folks. But that's not here, not there. But listen, when I say this, and I'm getting ready to get out because I'm talking a lot. Um. All this hoopla that's going on in the world is chaotic and confusion, and, and it's a mess. Um, but what I realize is, is that we we got to really pay attention to to some of the stuff that people people be saying around here and doing, and we got to stand up and be vocal, shut that stuff down. It infuriates me to see people, white people attacking black people. Just like I don't get it. White people can attack black people, but when you have black people that attack white folks. Or they racist. Black people, white people, black people can be the least racist people it is. It's you folk that is racist. Around here, burning crosses in people's yard, and now you use social media platforms to destroy people's legacies. To and, and it's so funny because you use your social media platform or media, a news platform, to destroy people of color. After we come with the woke mob, now I had a difficult thing dealing with understanding what they mean by woke. So I had to look up some stuff where they came to woke. So I looked up at it, and then and, and, and there's so many derivatives to that word woke. I was like, dang, there's a lot going on with this here word. What, what's really going on? So woke is also consciousness, coming to 
self-conscious, but woke also is coined a phrase birthed out of the Black Lives Matter movement. So it becomes a word that is coined. It's a historical element to it, but not only a historical element. It is something that pretty much stands for the meaning of Black Lives Matter, which is um, learning you to, you know, um, civil unjust unjust behavior towards black people or abuse or all these things, racism and, and systematic racism towards black people. That is what wokeism is, is some of what wokeism means for black America. So in context, it is something that is a historical thing for us, people of color, mixed people, minorities, um, black and brown people. It is, is, is something for us to show that um, racism is still a is still a thing, and and when we say stay woke, it's in other words, let you know, listen, don't sleep on these people because they're still doing the same thing they're doing, but it's doing it in a different way. However, woke I did find out that woke is also meditation and open up the third eye, which is the pineal gland, and not the, is that the pineal gland? I think that is the pineal gland, but open up that third eye, that chakra, and 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 tapping into spiritualism. Then I found out that wokeism was about um, not just meditation, but it was also about vibration frequencies. Um, it's about using frequencies, tapping into high-level frequencies to alter realities and alter sensibilities, and alter sense, touch, taste, awokeness, and focus and functions. And then <laughs> I realized, and did some more digging, and woke was related to. Uh, the LGBTQIA, listen, the alphabet community, because I'm not going to butcher anything. Um, woke, wokeism also is associated with the alphabet community. I don't know the context of what it adjusts to with the alphabet community. However, I do know that wokeism is associated with the alphabet community. Now, that's a whole lot to say. So when I heard Ron DeSantis say these words, he said, Florida is where the woke comes to die. Number one, woke and death or come to die is something we should never say out of our mouth as government officials, because that is not only a word that is charged with so much um, undertones that can be racial undertones or threat undertones that we can look at that word and say, did he just threaten the lives of human beings? I think he did. The language is threatening. It, rather the context or the meaning of what he's trying to do or what he wants to do is not threatening. The language is threatening. And because the language is threatening, it would suggest that he is saying that Florida is where people that stand for certain particular things come to die. Not where behavior and action comes to die, but people. Because remember, woke is coined a symbolic phrase for black Americans and people of color, black and brown people. Um, it symbolizes their history, their context of saying that, hey, we got to stay woke. We got to be aware of civil injustice, civil unrest, all these things that's going on reflecting our history and our culture. Wokeism is coined as a personal and intimate thing for black people. But if you're suggesting that Florida is where the woke comes to die, who in that woke sphere are you speaking of? Because when you move um, APA studies of Black American APA studies, you take CRT out of out of schools, which is not taught in American schools. Then not only that, you begin to also try. You also remove other things out of schools, other studies out of schools that you coin as um, um, tones that are being racist and all this stuff. Um, you don't want Black history taught in schools, but you want civil history, civil something. Wait a minute, what white people did in this history was not great did in this country was not great, was never great. 
Nothing that they did in this country was great. Nothing. Nothing. Not even by Ford opening up the largest plant it is and hiring black workers just to do their work. It was never great. Because I guarantee you, even though he hired them, the wages was garbage. The benefits was trash. So when we talk about Florida is where the woke comes to die, the coin the phrase woke comes to die is a very bad choice of words to use. Because when you say Florida is where the woke comes to die, it suggests that this is a place that people will come to die for their beliefs, their ideologies, and then it means that you're trying to unalive human beings that are breathing. And it means that you're threatening the life of human beings. So if you're saying speech, say speech comes to die. Or change it because in order for you to identify uh, or separate that you're not racist, that you're not a bigot, that you're not hated, you don't hate black people, you don't hate people of color, you don't hate human beings, you need to coin a different phrase. Because when you suggest those terms, Florida is where the woke comes to die, what you're saying is Florida is where human beings that believe in a particular way or understand or um, live a certain way um, or understand things a certain way or it is part of their culture or celebrates things a different way than you do, will not live. You just put a bounty on the heads of your constituents in the state of Florida. Which constituents? We'd like to know. Who are you referring to? And in what way do you mean death? Define what you mean by that. All right? So in this series, as we're talking, like I told you guys, in this series, we're going to deal with conversations, parts of speech and all these things. This is, the, you know, this is one of the things we're going to deal with, conversation, what we're saying out of our mouths, if we don't change the way we say these things, then we need to change them because that is considered a threat to the lives of so many people. You just gave your party, your supporters, a right to kill people who do not agree with you who do not agree with your policies or your procedures. And you got to realize you're a politician, not a dictator. Florida is not a, 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 um, a, a communist country. It is a state. It is an island of Florida. It's an island. But Florida is not a communist. This is not a communist government. It's not a dictatorship. And you're not going to threaten the lives of human beings without them coming to the realization and saying, wait a minute, did he just tell, say that, that this, will, he, he, will, this is a, this way the woke come to die? So you just put people at a standoff with you. You will never prosper when you desire the lives of human beings who bleed red, who breathe the same oxygen you do, but outrank you spiritually as a human being. You'll never destroy us. You'll never wipe off the black people. You ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get rid of them. So Florida may be where the woke come to die, but clarify the term woke, who they are, and is it a speech or is it a group of people? Because if Florida's where the woke comes to die, I need you to explain that a bit better. What do you mean by that term, the woke comes to die? Are you trying to unalive some people? 
Because in my mind, I think that's what you're doing. Because you don't use the word die or death related sentences when it reference to people. Because that is a weapon that says that people are going to be unalived. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Synergy, the place where we turn negative outcomes into positive energy. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about some more stuff. Have some more conversation. Until next time, let's chat. Love you.